Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. I can't lie! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Who do you trust? Who do you trust is the game... And we are celebrating Bruce Springsteen. The boss turns 70 years old today. He's keeping it tight, too. He's, he's one of the older rockers who is... No, seriously. Some of these guys... I'm looking at you, Rolling Stones. Look like they've been dead for... 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen looks younger than 70. I think we can agree on that. He looks like a healthy 60. It's eight. Yeah. A soft 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba is our contestant. Hey, Bubba. Howdy. We each have a fact about Bruce Springsteen. One of us telling the truth. You guess who it is, and you're a winner, okay? Okay. Why don't we start with Devin Peacock? What is your fact about Bruce Springsteen? Well, I thought this was interesting. Uh, he's obviously known as the Boss. Everyone knows him as the Boss. I've heard that nickname before. But uh, he wasn't always known as the Boss. Back in the seventies, when he was still finding himself, still finding everything with his band, he would sign autographs as El Presidente. And then as he would sign the autographs, it just became too long and laborious. And so he eventually got the recommendation just to switch over to the boss. And that is how Bruce Springsteen became the boss. Hmm. It was, it was as he got more popular, he'd have to sign more autographs. And El Presidente was just... It's, it's a long. Too many letters. So, so to mi- save time, he shortened it to the boss. So Mr. New Jersey, born in the USA, went by was- El Presidente. <laughs> he likes Mexican food. What can I okay, say? Okay, okay. <laughs> Jim, what is your fact about El Presidente? Fun fact about El Presidente, a.k.a. the boss. Uh, he has a place in Canada near Tobamori. Uh, the guy who loves being on the lake and obviously the Great Lakes, Canada, best yeah, it's gorgeous up there. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and so he has a place. It's a huge mansion, like $5 million mansion. And the reason why he decided to buy it is because it's in the Bruce Peninsula. One of his one of his guys in the E Street band was like, oh, there's a place called Bruce Bruce Peninsula in Canada. You should get a place there. And he's like, ha-ha, wait a second. This is beautiful. And eventually bought a place there. Okay. Wow. Uh, here is the truth about Bruce Springsteen, Bubba. So he is called the boss. We know that. And he was a legit boss. The E Street Band, he laid down the law for those guys to the point where if you weren't on the bus after a show, at the time Bruce Springsteen said to be on the bus, he'd just leave without you. See you later. So E Street Band members would have, like, their instruments. They'd be running after the bus. Wait! Bruce, no! Like with a stand-up bass on his back. <laughs> but he would, he'd be standing at the front of the bus with looking at his watch, and if you weren't there on time, they're gone. They're mm. on to the next town. So who do you trust? Is it myself, Taz? Is it Devin Peacock, El Presidente? Is it Jim Kelly, Bruce Peninsula? I'm going with Jim today. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Bruce Peninsula. It is gorgeous up there. That it's part lovely. was true. Lovely. I was telling the truth. Bruce Springsteen, he is the boss, and he had some rules for the guys in the East Street Band. They had to be on the bus on time, or the bus is leaving. No drugs, and you had to be sober for all performances, and that included rehearsals. Mm. Another interesting fact we found about Bruce Springsteen when we were researching who do you trust this morning? Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Remember her, Taz? The sex doctor. <laughs> sex doctor. The, the old lady. She was like an <laughs> old lady her whole life. So Dr. Ruth was a Bruce Springsteen fan. She showed up backstage at a show once, and she said, oh, I really like all your songs about love and sex, but would you mind mentioning contraception once in a while? Apparently the boss never mentioned condoms once. Well, kind of he did. You'll remember uh, we wrote a song in the style of Bruce Springsteen about the sex ed programs that they teach at Ontario um, uh, public schools. Mm-hmm. And it went a little bit like this. Grade one, two, three, four. I've got a son, he's in fourth grade. At the table last night, I don't what he said When an egg is fertilized by a sperm A fetus grows until it reaches full term They taught my kid about private parts They taught my boy about private parts Teach him math or English even art Don't teach my son about private What that means now He'll understand Getting it in the rear If he ever pays taxes To a liberal premier Taught my kid about Private bots They taught my kid about Private bots Teach him math or English Even art Don't teach my kid about that song. Who's that? Dr. Ruth Westheimer. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Bruce Springsteen. We always enjoy a good 911 call here. Like, this is the only thing idiots calling 911 is good for. Radio. Radio. (laughs) Well, we have two calls this morning. One is a legitimate concern. It's just a little... uh, it's a little shocking to hear. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with that one. It's from Washington State. Valid reason to call 911. Uh, this is a, uh, a young kid in Washington State the other day calling uh, 
uh, because of an emergency. Hello, we just got off the bus, me and my friend, and on bus eight, our bus driver, Catherine, she was drunk. Whoa! Her bus driver was hammered. Not good when you're driving a school bus. Probably a worst case scenario for a drunk driver to be in. Hello, we just got off the bus. This kid sounds like super calm and like... <laughs> Had a great little kid, eh? Hello, Nickelodeon actor. off the bus, me and my friend, and on bus eight, our bus driver, Catherine, she was drunk. Catherine was drunk. She was uh, blowing through red lights, swearing at the kids. The school district has apologized. Uh, they're very sorry. They say it never should have happened. I understand the swearing at the kids part. Oh, Our bus imagine? driver must have been drunk every day growing up. <laughs> <laughs> he's not drunk. He's just getting drunk as soon as he's done driving your, <laughs> yeah. your little smart aleck butts around. Here's another 911 call. This one, a little closer to home. A Peel police called out because of this. I ordered a chicken sandwich, and the, uh, basically the owner, I told him right before I ordered, I can't eat tomatoes because I'm allergic. And basically the owner... Um, at that time, I was like, okay, you know what? It happened last week where I ordered something and it was to go, and I got tomatoes, and I told them I can't eat tomatoes. Okay, so this this has nothing to do with the police, okay, sir? Much less than 911. Please don't call 911 in the future for fried chicken mishaps, okay? <laughs> wow. But I like the he 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 got a slice of tomato and he got a slice of tood from that 911 <laughs> operator, too. So in his mind, was it attempted murder? So if he was allergic to a tomato? The part of the audio, this, it was released by Peel Regional Police. The part of the audio that wasn't included in there was he said he was threatened by the owner. Uh-huh. And the, the threatened part by the owner was putting the tomatoes on the side. I'm going to kill you. Why does he keep ordering? How good is the chicken at this place? Wait, he keeps is, it, ordering? is this the new Chick-fil-A? <laughs> no matter what they do morally, people want to still eat there? Yeah, I, I am also allergic to tomatoes. Legit. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I understand exactly where this guy is coming from. I have never made an allergy-related 911 call in my life. What if, Taz, what if you went to the place and, and like, you you told the guy specifically, if I eat tomatoes, I will die, and mm-hmm. he still put it on your burger? If he said, I am going to put tomatoes on your burger to purposely kill you, or he told someone else in the kitchen that, then I, maybe I'd do something, but if... I got the sense that the guy was trying to kill me. I wouldn't let him prepare my food. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a good call. Well, it's just don't go back there, man. If if they put tomatoes on your sandwich, you just call them back and say, don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Police encourage uh, you to only use 911 if it is an actual, real, non-fried chicken related <laughs> emergency. Although there are some, if you get your hand in the fryer or something, yeah. call 911. That one's okay. Pat, What's up, still, Jim? You still got that Lacey Evans video pulled up here? Oh, the WWE uh, wrestler. So this, she's Lacey Evans. She's a bad guy, a heel in the WWE. Got pulled over in Edmonton for speeding, and this is the altercation. You want me to play it? Yeah, yeah. This is the altercation she had with an RCMP officer. That's not a citation, is it? 
No, it's a violation ticket for speeding, Mace. Is you Macy, right? Do you know? Do you know who I am? I have no idea. Well, I'm Lacey Evans, and I do not rate that ticket, so you can so go ahead. Lacey Evans. WWE superstar, and you should know exactly who I am. Sorry, ma'am, I don't. Uh, <laughs> hey, so here's the ticket information on the back of it. You've got to be eight. kidding me. Yeah, so. You nasty thing. I'll pay the ticket. Okay, well, have a good day. Well, Thank don't you. you have a terrible day, sir. Canada is terrible, and I can't wait to get well, back. Welcome to Edmonton. Oh. <laughs> the friendliest police officer. I love it. Well, somebody is kind of... Got a bone to pick with you here, Taz. What? Hey, uh, sorry. Hey, guys, about that wrestling superstar lady who asked the cop, don't you know who I am? Taz mocked her for asking that, but there's no way that Taz in his long radio career never said, don't you know who I am? I'm not buying it. Taz has don't you know who I am written all over him. (laughs) Have you ever heard me say, don't you know who I am, Jim? I don't think so. I, I try it all the time at home with my wife. <laughs> doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> don't you know who I am? I'm Taz from the radio. All right, whatever, Taz from the radio. Take uh, the garbage out there, buddy. <laughs> oh, Pudos! <laughs> but I'm Taz from the radio. <laughs> all right, Taz from the radio. Dishwasher's full. Uh, it's not going to empty itself. That diaper ain't going to change itself. They're Taz from the radio. I've no, There was a guy that we used to work with, and he would legitimately use that. Like, if he was out in a bar. I don't want to say his name, but Let uh, me see. I'll write it down here for you. You know this guy. Oh, I see right now. That really? Guy, he would... He uh, would what, after a couple of drinks... He would, uh, he'd start doing the don't you know who I am at at a bar or a restaurant or if he thought he was getting bad service somewhere. Don't you know who I am? You better treat me right or I'm going to talk about you on the radio. What did he say? Seriously? Was he like self-mocking? Mockingly saying it. It seemed very serious. Oh, no. And I had heard it from other people who like work downtown in in bars and restaurants. Like this guy came into our place and he, he pulled the old don't you know who I am. It just never looks good on you. Yeah, it's like th- that's the biggest sign that someone is an egomaniac. Do you ever use the don't you know who I am, Jim? <laughs> Hell no. It's embarrassing. I've had friends like if we're in line at a bar or something like that waiting outside. A friend will go, oh, it's Jim from the radio. Hey, do you know who this guy is? My buddies have done that too. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. So not only does it not get you in the line or faster in the bar, you have to stand in line looking like a loser who just tried to pull the card. <laughs> But we're asking you guys if anyone's ever dropped the do you know who I am on you. And we got one story here through text message, Jim. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Phil Esposito at the Toronto airport about 25 years ago, and I asked him for an autograph, and he said, don't you know who I am? I was kind of stunned and said, yes, I do. That's why I'm asking for an autograph. (laughs) And then he said, later, buddy, and walked away. I hate the Bruins. (laughs) Those hockey players get hit in the head a lot and... When Esposito was playing equipment back then isn't what it is now. Yeah. So maybe yeah. he was just confused. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was asking you who he was. <laughs> Do you know who I am? One of our listeners sent us a picture, something they noticed while they were they were driving around on the weekend, Jim. Yeah, I think it was just before the weekend. We got it sent to us this weekend. It actually happened September 18th was when this Facebook post went okay. up. So a guy took a picture of a front lawn and he says, this guy deserves a Wiser's slow clap. Baseline road, bumper-to-bumper traffic this morning, and this is the entertainment. Ha, ha, ha. 
And what we have is uh, a front lawn uh, with a bunch of clothes and bags and Tupperware containers full of somebody's stuff strewn upon like the big front bins lawn. Bins of stuff. Bins, yeah. And uh, a piece of plywood uh, that on it is spray painted cheating jerk, I'll say, but with a more aggressive word for jerk. Probably the most aggressive word you could use. It's it's slang for a um, uh, a female genitalia, and it's not a word that is widely accepted in this country. I know other places like Great Britain. It's uh, <laughs> they they almost say this word like um. Yeah, our right? Aussie friends as well. Yes. Yeah, different countries yeah. Uh, they have a higher tolerance for this word, but. In in Canada, it's not something that you like to throw around unless you really mean it. So it says cheating yeah. uh, on a great big sign. Is this supposed to be a garage sale? <laughs> like, is he selling her stuff or has he just thrown it on the lawn? Is the sign meant for her when she comes home? Like, pick up your crap and get? Yeah, kind of like, yeah I, know what, I know what you did and I think you're a cheater. Or is he letting the neighborhood know? Like, yeah. what is the... <laughs> I think it's a free-for-all public shaming. I do. You got... How angry do you have to be? You got to be really mad if... Because this is, this is not something that just happens, right? Making a sign like that? <laughs> you have one set up in the back garage just right. in case. Yeah, this, this is like... A, this is an hour-long endeavor just to get Stenciled. this... The setup going. <laughs> right? You're in the garage. You got a pencil out. You, you don't want to... Like get cheating and then just the C, yeah, yeah, and then you have to do the rest of the letters smaller <laughs> because you didn't plan the sign out properly. Yeah, but you got to do a little layout there, and then you got to do the actual spray painting. You have to fasten it to the mm-hmm. front of your house. And Taz, it has a shadow. It has white and then an black. Outline. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty some, good. He put some effort in there. Oh. Bit of an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> and and this whole time you got steam coming out of your ears. You got to be so mad that you just. There's no point in that hour-long process of getting this sign ready. You think, maybe this isn't the best way to deal with this situation. There's a chance this might not reflect on me well either. (laughs) Wait a second. Unless they are from from England, (laughs) right? And then you just plead ignorance. (laughs) The thing that bums me out if it is a garage sale, (sighs) slim pickings. You know, I feel like when a guy's cheating in the garage sales good, there's like a flat screen and an amp, uh-huh. and maybe like some ball gear or Pinball something. Machine. Yeah, yeah. This is just a lot of clothes. And let's talk about Buffalo Bills fans. They are going crazy. Their team has not lost a game this season, which is pretty remarkable. This was a classic trap game where you have, you know, two wins to start the to start the season. You're thinking, okay, you're better than the Bengals. We can take the Bengals for the for the more the entire game they outplayed the Bengals, but they were up 14 to nothing and then all of a sudden the Cincinnati Bengals come back, they tie the game, they go up 17-14 and the uh, Bills come back, score a late touchdown, Frank Gore runs it in, 3 and 0 on the season. People now asking if the Buffalo Bills are for real. Their defense is for real. They have a, one of the best defenses in the entire league. Their offense still finding themselves. The fans, uh, you can imagine, they're going nuts. Bills fans, if you've been tailgating in Buffalo at the Ralph, like their their thing is throwing each other through folding tables, huh? Mm-hmm. 
hey, they've been doing this for a while now. And Bill's it's, Mafia. It's like, how can they uh, injure or danger their, their safety anymore? Well, Jim, you found a video of some Bills fans lighting off fireworks. Yeah, so they're right like on the other side of the sidewalk in front of some guy's house. It looks like they've just piled a bunch of fireworks into a, a two-foot PVC pipe, and they just like throw it all on the top. And a guy is holding the PVC pipe straight in the air, ducking his head below the opening so that the fireworks shoot straight up. It's the flavor that makes you go. Ooh. I told you, rock. Oh, oh and it blows up, blows up right in his face. Yeah, like a huge explosion right by his eardrum. The uh, the guy who posted this, who was getting questions, asking if the guy is okay, and his response was, "Yeah, the text message went viral as well." Uh, Bills are three and zero. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.